Accept yourself. Love, Love yourself. yourself. Accept, Accept yourself. yourself. Love, Love yourself. two west coast gals hoping to connect with our audience to discuss everything matcha our favorite sneaky snacks mental health self-love and body positivity so my lovely silver how are you today what you drinking tell me a little bit about your weekend oh oh what did i do this weekend oh i went pole dancing Ooh! yeah it was my love to see it Mm -hmm. because i have that's why i'm so i'm so so unbearably exhausted this whole month because i have so much going on and then two of my like closest friends have gotten married so it's just like a lot of Mm -hmm. secondhand stress and a lot of supporting there that needs to be done but it was really fun because for my um girlfriend who's getting married on saturday like this coming saturday i guess when this episode comes out next week she'll already been married so i know which is so exciting but we did her bachelorette party just like three girls we've been vaccinated it's all good and like the whole pole dancing class you have to keep your masks on and i've done pole dancing once before and i really really enjoyed it and that's why i wanted to do it Mm -hmm. again for this bachelorette party but it's so much hard work and like working out with a mask on as you know is like so uncomfortable so I'm like mm-hmm. sweating under my mask, but then she's like, just feel it and be sexy. I'm like, I don't feel sexy right now. I feel sweaty <laughs> and gross. And yucky and, and yucky. Icky. Yeah. <laughs> so it was super fun though. Like it was really fun for me, especially because like I come from a dance background. So anything related mm-hmm. to dance, like I just feel really in my element. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I'm doing. I'm just really tired. And yeah, I already had my matcha today. I had my Nekohama matcha that I took to work in my Hunu cup. So plug for them. Wow, look you promoting the brands. Yeah. Well, they're good brands. So yeah. I know. They're amazing. Great products. Great people. Mm -hmm. Super awesome companies. Yeah. So how are you, my love? I am good. I'm good. Um trying to remember what i did this weekend as well oh my god parents came Mm -hmm. um and i got to hang out with them get dinner that was really fun um and you went not really my god parents but we kind of joke that they are i like to say it as a joke because i don't know to me they kind of are so yeah they're really great people too and they've been family friends for so long yeah and you went to that museum oh right i did Mm -hmm. so i went to the san francisco moma museum they had a really beautiful exhibit you know it's a modern art museum so it's one of those museums where you go in and you're like this is interesting that it's considered (laughs) art you know but Mm -hmm. i try to keep an open mind it was actually really nice because i went with this girl i just met she's super sweet super cute um we never met in real life we only met over twitter actually and from twitter we met on instagram and then we became friends on instagram Mm -hmm. so kind of fun um but it's by olafur eliasson i hope i'm saying Mm -hmm. that right sounds good but um it's called the one-way color tunnel it's just so gorgeous you like walk in and you just see beautiful glass panels i don't know how to describe it it's like yeah like glass triangle panels Mm -hmm. that are 
kind of organized in a way where you're walking through it, but it's all rainbow and it emits like this really pretty light. And if you guys follow me at Mira Kiara, you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Little subtle plug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was really, really fun. And um, we got food that overlooked kind of like the skyline. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. really it looked good. really beautiful. Oh, I also got a tattoo. Oh, you did get a tattoo. Your first one. Yeah. I got my first tattoo. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah. Very exciting. I'm a, I'm a cool bitch now. I'm already planning my sleep. It's so bad. It's so it's so addicting. But yeah, that was my week, and your week was good. I'm glad we both had good weekends. Yeah, busy week. Hoping next week will be mm -hmm. chiller. But uh, this week on the pod to finish off our month of mental health management, since it's Mental Health Awareness Month, um, we're talking about emotional management. So just like a kind of big overview I guess of just like how to help you get through like anything you're going through like if you have a lot of feelings or a lot of mental health challenges just like a basic scene from overview mean, or was it from Mean Girls where she's like I just have a lot of feelings I just have a lot of feelings <laughs> yeah if you're if you have a lot of feelings like that's kind of what this episode is for so we'll begin our little episode here with discussing the difference between mental health and mental illness because there is a distinction and I think definitely something we should clarify before we kind of go into this mm -hmm. episode so I'll start off by defining what mental health is so mental health is the state of your psychological and emotional well-being so it's necessary um, as a resource for living a healthy life and it is a main factor in your overall health and if you listen to our previous episodes we kind of talk about the mind-body relationship and just the overall like a lot of our episodes really talk about just mental health and how the way you think and what you eat and how it all affects the way you feel inside and mm -hmm. especially in your brain and again we want to highlight mental health is not the same as mental illness mental mm -hmm. illness as we'll get into it is a diagnosis mm -hmm. <laughs> mental health is just your state of being and so we all have mental health um that's important to maintain and it's as important as maintaining your physical health because mm -hmm. remember the mind and body relationship is so parallel with each other so it's not one doesn't affect the other they definitely affect each other for sure would you like to you know, talk about what mental illnesses. Yes. My love. And mental illnesses are characterized by alterations in thinking, mood, or behavior associated with significant distress or impaired functioning. So if you are mentally ill, it means that you fit a certain criteria based off that mental illness. So it's a diagnostic specific criteria that you have to meet, which um, if you do think you're mentally ill, like you can do it at a doctor. Usually that's the first step you go and then you can get referred to a psychologist or a psychiatrist following that depending on what you need. It can be episodic. So like depression, episodic depression would be if you lose a family member, you you might fall into an episodic depression, but it's still depression. Or it can be a lifelong condition that you that can be managed and supported. The same thing as having diabetes or like something else. What is like a different I don't know. Like lifelong conditions like that. So like um, diabetes. High cholesterol, yeah, cardiac, high cholesterol. Stuff like that. Issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. just the same. Like it's an illness. It's the same as diabetes. It's no different. Mm -hmm. You need treatment. You need support. You need to eat right. Support your mental sometimes health. Sometimes you need medication. Just exactly. like any other illness. Exactly. That you need mm -hmm. to take to feel better. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So. 
there are some protective factors and these are the foundation of good mental health. And we have six points that we're like to discuss. So I'll do the first three. Um, so social supports, you know, connection, emotional support, belonging to friends and family, really important. I think, you know, just having friends, mm -hmm. at least real, really good friends, even it could be one or two, but just having a person that you can go and talk to about anything within reason of course mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll do an episode about that yeah um, but definitely it's so important you know humans are social beings you need to have somebody to talk to whether it's a friend family or even a therapist but you need somebody you can't do anything alone and that whole concept of being alone doing things by yourself it's mm -hmm. not sustainable you're not going to be happy yeah and you're not like any weaker because you want to mm -hmm. talk about it and you're also not stronger for bottling things up and not talking it's actually pretty stupid so I know. actually i sent a meme to my mm -hmm. lovely friend silver just before we filmed this <laughs> and it says remember if you're not speaking it you're storing it and that gets heavy mm -hmm. so very important to have people to talk to because it really helps, honestly. There's just so many studies that show that if you talk about what you're feeling, you instantaneously feel like something has been lifted off of mm -hmm. your chest. Like, weight is not necessarily physical. It can be emotional. Exactly. Um, our second point of a protective factor is exercise and sleep. We've emphasized this so many times on our podcast, but exercising regularly is so good. It produces endorphins, happy chemicals. Good chemicals help you sleep. It's just so important to do that and even the doctors recommend was it 30 minutes of movement every single day yeah and sleeping you know it sounds stupid when you say oh you need to sleep eight hours of sleep like eight hours will change your life but it will like let me tell you as somebody who was an insomniac for a really long time mm -hmm. as, as soon as I started sleeping again oh my god my life changed yep <laughs> and i think you can relate to this too right yeah because so, i had sleep paralysis for two years <laughs> yeah which is a, a whole other thing in and of itself it's not even anything like insomnia that's like insomnia but worse mm -hmm. for me i would just be like oh the moon is pretty for five hours into the night <laughs> yeah and lastly um coping strategies via interpersonal skills mm -hmm. so coping skills self-esteem problem solving skills it's just really important to have these skills develop or work on them if you're like me i'm working on them and that's totally okay i work on them every single day and sometimes i have good days and sometimes i have bad days but just remember it's a process and no one expects you to have all of this done in like one day rome mm -hmm. wasn't built in a day and neither are these skills mm -hmm. <laughs> So participating in meaningful activities is also really important for maintaining your mental health. Keeping involved in activities that are important to you or that you enjoy will definitely help with your mood and also just help build some type of routine for you. Um, mm -hmm. Having a safe home and community is yes, really important. One, yeah, This one is so important. And this one is really hard too because it's not always within your control. If I know that the majority of our listeners from what we know are in their early 20s, but that still doesn't mean that you have that availability or freedom to have a safe and happy community mm -hmm. and home. So we get it if like you're listening to us right now and you're like, well, I can't. I can't afford it. We totally understand. But as soon as you can and 
as much as you can get yourself to a safe space. So the last one is accessing community supports. So it depends where you are obviously in your community. There's probably lots of mental health resources that you can find. There's also lots online that you can access. Um, So just making sure that you know of them and you're aware of them so that when you need them, you can access them. So another thing we wanted to highlight is just coping strategies. And coping strategies can be used both for just mental health and your mental well-being, but also for mental illness. Because if you're like us and, you know, you have your illnesses that you're struggling through, (laughs) coping strategies really help you just get through your day, especially you know, say you're in bed and you start feeling very anxious and panicky. And like at that point, you can't go to a therapist and talk to somebody. So you have to find a way to just cope with the feelings that you're having. Because remember, at some point, medication and therapy can only do so much for you. And a lot of it is self-work. So some coping strategies that we use to help with daily life stressors, trauma, or symptoms of mental illness are the following relaxation techniques, mindfulness, and mood boosting or distracting activities. And so we'll just go in depth just a little bit. Would you like to talk about relaxation techniques, Silver? Sure. So there's lots of different relaxation techniques. I believe last episode we talked about box breathing, which is four in, Mm -hmm. hold for four, breathe out for four, and then hold and repeat. So that takes like about, I don't know, 16 seconds to do really. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's a really good one to help quickly um, lower your heart rate and bring you back into your body. So Mm -hmm. breathing exercises are super important. There's lots of different ones and you can just kind of see what ones work for you. There's also like the um, 7-Eleven, like you breathe in for seven seconds and breathe out for 11. Or there's Mm -hmm. something that's really cool, which is called progressive muscle relaxation. And it's what I use a lot too because I struggle with dissociating. And basically you go through your whole body and you can like start with your toes and you're like, okay, I'm going to clench my toes, clench, 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 and then release. And you do that until basically you get up to like your neck or your head, like the last thing that you can really tense up, then just release. It really helps get you back into your body and let your body know that it doesn't need to be tense. It can relax, like we're safe. So that's a really good relaxation technique. Um, There's also lots of mindfulness techniques and meditations and grounding exercises. So a big one that um, is really good for grounding is the 54321. So five things that you can see, four things you can touch, three things that you can hear, two that you can smell, and then one thing that you can taste. So that's a really big one. Or there's um, cognitive restructuring, which are um, cognitive behavioral technique skills that you can learn. And generally, you learn this in therapy, but it really just helps you problem solve and work through things. We've talked about it a lot. Like when you have negative feedback loops, you say like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I'm really stupid. And then you go backwards and you go, yeah. actually... I'm not stupid. Like academically, I got straight A's and in life, Mm -hmm. like I'm here, I'm safe. I can get myself across the street. I look both ways. Like, so you're not stupid. So just doing that problem solving and um, deconstructing those negative thoughts. I was about to say, I've actually been in the process of doing this nowadays. And I Mm -hmm. talk to you about it all the time Mm -hmm. where I'll wake up and, you know, I'll feel a certain type of way. So I'll go into the mirror and I'll start talking to myself. Sometimes not out loud. I'll say it in my head. (laughs) Although out loud is better. It's just if there's people around me, they're going to think I'm a little insane. (laughs) But a lot of struggles that I have have to do with body image and body dysmorphia. So Mm -hmm. I have to really talk to myself and tell myself all these negative thoughts I have. 
are not true mm-hmm. and that it's just me fighting against myself and it's funny because I had this moment of realization remember I told you yesterday I was on the call with you and I was like you know what's so funny is we spend so much of our lives hating ourselves and being overly critical when at the end of the day we're gonna die and <laughs> I know I know it, it sounds know. so drastic but but it's true like if you really think about it do you really want to be laying in your bed at the age of like 85 knowing that at some point you're gonna go thinking back to your entire life knowing that you hated yourself for Mm -hmm. half of it or even more do you really want to look back and think those kinds of things probably not right you would want to look back and be like wow I had so many fun experiences I was so happy I made great memories I have great friends that's what you want you want positive thinking and positive experiences The sooner you can start implementing these um, coping strategies, the better for your mental health and like the less time you're going to literally waste hating on yourself. And it's so much easier Mm -hmm. said than done. But as soon as you just start working on these little tiny coping strategies, then uh, the better, honestly. Um, So another one is mood boosting or distracting activity. So anything you just like to do, anything that brings you joy. Like I know a huge thing with Mira. I know when she's feeling down, I'm like, the best way to help Mira feel better is to just talk to her because Mm -hmm. she'll get so distracted by wanting to tell you a story (laughs) that she'll totally forget. (laughs) She'll totally forget what's wrong. Storytelling. Storytelling. Talents. well that's I why you have a podcast yeah i know right but i literally have a story for everything you give me one there's like this game right where you have a subject and you have to like tell a story mm-hmm. i will win oh yeah because totally i have a story win. about everything you totally would oh and that kind of goes into our, our last one for um coping strategies but that's using your social supports so mm. we do that all the time like if i'm really really stuck and not able to get out of it You just start talking to someone else and it really, really helps you come out of it. Like it's a good distraction. It's a healthy distraction. Just really letting it out and talking to a friend is like one of the best ways that you can get through stuff. And that's usually what you and I do for sure. Exactly. Helping each other. But yeah, like going off of our friendship where, you know, you and I rely on each other. Just having a friend in general to talk to when it comes to needing support. Um power cognitive restructuring is thinking about what would I tell a friend so sometimes when you're experiencing feelings such as worry or stress it's really helpful you think about that question what would I tell a friend and apply that advice that you would probably get to yourself so I do that sometimes when silver one of my close friends isn't around I'll think to myself okay well, I'm feeling this kind of way if I were to talk to silver and tell her how I'm feeling what would she tell me And then you think about the advice because chances are you've been told this advice before in the past. So just think about that advice that you were told and tell it to yourself. A lot of this is reparenting and reteaching. So really just think about and ask yourself that question because that really will help you. Going along with social supports, this is something I learned only recently when I was in a seminar run by an OT. Um, an occupational therapist, and she was talking about the different types of social supports. And I never even thought about this because a lot of my friends are all of these for me. So I'll go into what this means in a second. There's an abundance of research finding a strong relationship between social supports and mental health. So overall coping, stress levels, and overall well-being in all ages. 
Some benefits of social support include increased self-esteem, improved resistance to stressors, feeling of security, and improved physical health even. So there are actually four different types of social supports, which I had never thought about before, but they actually really make sense. So this is... You tell us. I will tell you. So this is an activity that we actually did during the seminar. So grab a pen and paper. We are doing this activity together. So we're going to write down four, four types of social supports. So there's emotional support, tangible support, informational support, and social needs. So emotional support is expressions of empathy, love, trust, and caring. So if we're thinking about who's that person you go for emotional support, is it your mom? Is it your best friend, dad, sister? Who is it to you? So and there can be multiple. Like for me, I have like Mira, obviously, my mom, my sister, like a couple of my other really close friends. I will always go to them for emotional support. So they fit in that category. So then we're going to go into tangible support. Tangible support is tangible aid and service. So for me, I'm the way I think about this is I always go to my dad for tax information. Like if I don't know how to do my taxes, if I don't know about this form, if I don't know something about the law, like I'll go to my dad and my mom for all this information. So stuff like, yeah, working on your car or all that stuff that you don't really know how to do that's tangible or a service, then think about who those people are. So for me, it's like my mom and dad. Like I always go to them for that stuff. Um, informational support. So are things like advice, suggestions, and information though that can be totally involved in all your emotional and tangible supports, but that also involves like your therapist or like that one friend that you go for to, for just advice when you want like an answer to your problem and not just to like bitch at or like complain about, like it's just to receive advice. So think about who that is for you. And then there's social needs, which is something that I'm now kind of getting used to that you can have just like social friends that just fulfill that social need that they don't have to be involved in any of these other supports. They can just be like a friend you see once a month for a coffee. Like I have a couple of friends like that where I'm like, oh, I don't need to talk to you all the time. You don't need to be like one of my best friends. Like we can just chill and hang out and that's fine too. And usually it's mutual too. Like yeah. a lot of times that person will also feel the same way where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this person's a fun person to go and do things with or hang out outside of work or home or whatever but it's not necessarily a friend you would be like I want to get coffee with you and talk about what's going on in my life like deep talks you know yeah which I never ever thought about because I would always hang out with people who are really close to me and so I was like why would I hang out with this person who's just an acquaintance and then they're like hey do you want to get a coffee I'm like oh sure and it's super it's super a good time and it's kind of nice like just to have like a casual friend and that's super okay too so we have a couple of exercises that are meant to build self-compassion, which we kind of touched on earlier, but we were talking about how a lot of this is you putting in work into yourself. And, you know, it takes time to build these skills. Like it takes time to learn how to cope with your own trauma and how to help yourself through it, you know, because mm -hmm. like, like we said, you can't always have your friends or your therapist around. So a lot of times this is just you versus you. Um, so True. just 
before, yeah, just before <laughs> we jump in, self-compassion is a protective factor and there's research that links self-compassion to improved mental health and greater resistance to cope with these stressors. So again, being compassionate, loving yourself, being kind to yourself, that will help you get through a lot of your struggles. So number one, one of the exercises, I know Silver's really big into this and I do it a couple of times. I'm still getting back into it, but keeping a gratitude list is extremely useful because you're kind of reminded of what is important and what is good and positive in your life. You write things down that you're grateful for, and this is proven to improve your mental health. So, you know, you take time whenever, sometimes it can be when you're feeling sad or in the morning, sometimes it's good to do it just to start off on a positive note. Or I know some people like to do it right before bed to kind of close off the night. Um, But, you know, honestly, pause the podcast right now and just jot down five things you're really, really grateful for. It could Mm -hmm. be the air you breathe. It could be, you know, if you're able-bodied, it could be being able-bodied. I know we take all, we usually take that for granted, but Mm -hmm. just being able to get up and walk whenever you want is such a blessing. And a lot of times people don't think about that, Mm -hmm. you know, again, keeping a gratitude list will really remind you of the positive things in your life. And that will throughout improve your mood essentially, because you're, you know, reminded of the good things in your life. And Another exercise is identifying activities that practice kindness to you. So take a second and think, what are activities you do in your life that are just for you, not for anybody else, that help you relax and bring you joy? Um, Okay, so the next thing is tracking your self-criticism. So we talk about this all the time, like since day one, because it's so prevalent in mental health and people who are struggling with theirs. Um, So the opposite of self-compassion is self-criticism. So often we find Mm -hmm. the first step is being aware that you are self-critical and what about yourself are you being critical about in order to replace that criticism with positive talk. So it's what we talk about all the time, those negative, Mm -hmm. negative feedback loops that we're replacing, we're building new, healthy, positive neurotransmitters so that When these negative thoughts come up, we already have those pathways put in place where we're like, nope, you're not allowed to be here. Shut Mm -hmm. up. We are not useless or we're not worthless. Like we are enough. We are powerful. We're beautiful. Like those are all ready to fire back as soon Mm -hmm. as these negative thoughts come up. So the first step is tracking that self-criticism, knowing what it is, hearing those words, knowing what they are and fighting back. And the last exercise is kind of what we've already touched on, just making sure that you treat yourself how you would treat a friend. So sometimes you would need yourself. Like I know sometimes I am, I think I'm so mean to myself, even when I'm in a bad place where I'm like, get over it. Like you don't get to be sad. You're fine. And then I think about, would I ever say that to someone who comes to me and saying, I'm having a rough day? No, No, that's exactly what she would tell me. Like if I came to her and I said, hey, I'm having a rough time, she'd be like, get the fuck over it. (laughs) Well, there are times where I'm like, that's enough. You've had enough self-pity. We're done. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just for yourself. And she's really mean to me. I am. But even for yourself, sometimes I found myself when I'm in my lowest lows, I only get out of it because I check myself and think, okay stop like this is enough this is a huge waste of time you are dragging this out for way too long you can only be sad about something for so long before it becomes pathetic (laughs) and i'm just like no we're done and then i will slowly serve us no no and last but not least before we close this episode of matcha mondays 
the last thing we wanted to say is don't judge yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop judging yourself. Mm-hmm. Literally, like I'm reiterating because I need to hear it. You need to hear it. We all need to hear it. The worst and easiest thing that we do as human beings is judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. We spend hours in a day, days, weeks. Honestly, I am convinced that in our lifetime, at least 80% of it was judging ourselves. And when you judge yourselves, especially in a negative situation, you feel really guilty. You start putting yourself down. You start thinking, I could have said this better. I could have dressed better. I could have looked better. I could have, you know, X, Y, Z. There's so many things you can judge about yourself. I have had days where I look in the mirror and I think to myself, God damn. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I mean, it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. But sometimes I'll literally look in the mirror and think, wow, I went outside with my shirt tucked this way when I could have tucked it in a little better. What the? Like, literally the dumbest shit. Like, I will judge myself for it. We're all guilty of it. But this is a great place to start. Like, just identifying, okay, I judge myself all the time. And then going from there. Take time. Whenever you do start judging yourself negatively, just tell yourself, stop. Because think, again... Think about the point I made earlier. Do you really want to look back on your entire life knowing that you judged yourself and you held yourself to such a negative point? Like, do you really want to look back and think that? Probably not. Mm-mm. And I touched on this, but guilt is a really cruel emotion and it really pulls you down. So embrace your emotions for what they are. Don't shut them out. You know, that's not healthy. It's not healthy to not let yourself feel anything. So Like you said, Silver, let yourself feel it for a little bit, but then tell yourself enough is enough. This isn't serving me. This isn't benefiting me. It's not the time. We need to move on. And then try any of the exercises that we've mentioned to kind of start your day off on a positive note or even end it, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So in conclusion to all of this, the whole point of managing your emotions isn't so that you can only like behave a certain way or only be happy. It just basically means that your emotions and your mental health are not going to get in the way of you living a positive and healthy and happy life. And of course, you're going to have days where you just want to stay at home and cry all day. And that's fine. As long as that's not your every day. And if that's something you just need to do that day, give yourself that space, Mm -hmm. set that boundary for yourself and for other people and to say, hey, nope, today's not a good day for me. I need this space. Take it and then get going the next day because yeah, you can't be stuck in that loop forever. It's not going to be productive. No, but the longer you avoid it, the longer you run away from your emotions and things going on in your life, the more it's just going to keep piling on and on. And then you're not going to be able to manage your emotions the way that you would like. So we hope that some of these tips were helpful for you today. Leave us a comment on our Instagram or DM us if you have any coping strategies or things that you do to help you manage your emotions. But Mm -hmm. that's all we have. We'll happily share. But also next month, um, June 8th specifically is National Best Friends Month. Mm-hmm. So in honor of being best friends, because if you guys didn't know, me and Silver are very, very close. Um, I would like to say we're best we're friends. We're best friends. I don't know about her. <laughs> I don't know what she thinks. We're best she friends. Never says, she never calls me bestie, so I don't know. Yes, I do, honest. you bitch. No, I'm, I'm just messing. <laughs> See how nice she is to me, guys? She calls me bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
this is how we're saying an example of how to have a really healthy mm-hmm. non-toxic friendship exactly. first you start calling each other bitch yes <laughs> Okay, but all jokes aside, um, our entire month of June is going to be dedicated to friendships and having healthy friendships. So we'll be discussing things like how to say no, how to set boundaries, how we maintain our healthy friendship, and we're also going to do a Q&A episode. So please send us some questions on friendships. It could be anything. It could be how do we maintain our healthy friendship? How do we get out of a rift with somebody? How do you open up more to somebody, etc. It can be anything. Um we are basically your advice column. So just ask us anything. We are happy to answer. But in conclusion, thank you for listening. We really hope you got something out of today's episode. As usual, open to suggestions, comments, and we're very active on our Instagram. Send us testimonials for Testimonial Tuesday because we always post. So if you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Matcha Mondays Podcast. Our TikTok is super new. So let us know if you want us to see us do any TikTok stuff. It's kind of hard because we don't live together or even the same country. So we can make do with what we can. We have some interesting ideas coming up for you guys. Um, if you want to find Mira, you can find her at Mira Kiara on Instagram and on YouTube. If you want to find me, you can find me at Silver Rumor Gallery on Instagram. And I also have a TikTok if you want to follow me there. But yeah, we're super excited. Thank you for celebrating a month of mental health awareness. We hope that these tips helped you. And if you're having an off time, go back, listen to the whole month and see what you can Mm -hmm. find to help you just get out of it or feel a little bit more supported from your matcha gals. The great thing about our podcast is that our episodes are always up no matter what. So you Mm -hmm. can always revisit a certain episode if you need us to give you a little kick in your bum. Exactly. Just think, what would Mira say and what would Silver say? Mm -hmm. And a new thing that we were thinking of doing, especially for this next month about friendships, we really want to help you guys with yours. Um, So if you want any advice, like DM us or comment but if you want to remain a little bit anonymous then a direct message is just us no one else sees it it's just Mira and I running our account or if you want to send us Mm -hmm. an email we're at matchamondayspodcast at gmail.com so if you have anything going on it doesn't just have to be about friendships we might start doing a little bit of a advice column thing to see how it goes and how many of you guys write in but um, if you want to do that, if you have something going on, just send us a message and we will be happy to help you guys out. Okay. But with well, all that being said, have a great match on Monday. Have a great match on Monday. Thank you guys for listening once again and we'll see you next week.